you got to admit, if you did this at your job, you'd be fired. How does Chris Cuomo keep his? How does Fredo keep his job? It's a good question. It's a legitimate question. Now, this one wasn't because he was joking with his brother, the the the, the governor, right, about uh, about, you know, COVID while people are dying and while he's lying about who's in nursing homes and who isn't and lying to the Democratic Party and not getting information when it's necessary. No, no, no. It's not that. This is about something racial. This is about, well, Chris Cuomo saying something that if you and I said it, it doesn't matter how much in jest, Jest, jest is meaningless. If you and I said it, we would be fired. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. From Television City in Hollywood. One of the great television shows of our time is uh, is Good Times. It is just a remarkable bit of television. Right? The strong Florida, James gone too soon. Michael, why are you so militant? I adore Good Times. I'm a, a a white kid born in Brooklyn, grew up in Jersey, watching Good Times. It didn't dawn on me at the time that that show was absolutely not for me, right? Not created for me, not focused on me. I watched the show. I watched the messaging in that show. Never once thought for a second that I was a bad person. I thought they were sharing a story. And I thought they were making me laugh. I thought they were making me move. I thought it was intense. I mean, I'm not. I'm not uh, doing spoiler or, or, or alert. Uh, but the, but the death of James is quite is 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 earth shattering, and how well Esterol makes that happen. It is spectacular. What in the world does this have to do with Chris Cuomo of CNN? Well, he's doing that handoff he does of his show over to Don Lemon. And for whatever reason, he's singing the Good Times theme. And then Don Lemon can't believe, I, I, I think can't believe that a white person would know Good Times. Which is in and of itself insane. But you gotta hear it to believe it. Watch the asphalt grow. <laughs> how it all looks handy. How do you know the word? It's a good time. You know I'm black on the inside. Can we just take a moment and everyone just settle down? Do I do I have to do I have to sound uh the alarm there? Is is that the best way to make this work? My god, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. In case you missed it. I'll play it again. Watch the asphalt grow. Thinking how it all looks handy. How do you know the words? It's a good time. You know I'm black on the inside. 
How do you know the words to good times? You know I'm black on the inside, says Chris Cuomo. Now, it is almost, no, it is criminally insane. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to, I don't even know how I would, 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 would play that to another person. You know I'm black on the inside. I know if I said it on this show, I'd lose, I'd lose stations. I, I'd be fired. I don't think there's a question about it. That kind of thing is supposed to be the thing that you're not allowed to do, not allowed to say. And oh, by the way, should we be clear? It's just dopey. There's no there or there. There's nothing in that argument. But if this happened on Fox, they'd all be fired. If it happened on Newsmax, they'd all be fired. It happened on CNN. And you know what we get from CNN? From Television City in Hollywood. It's just a party, people! There's nothing to see here. Just go back to watching. Oh, that Chris Cuomo. Oh, let's just hear it. It's so good. Oh, God, it's such a good theme song. My gosh. It is so good. All right, rivaling greatest American hero, which I also have, producer. All right, you can go find that. So William, a little bit of William Cat action. Good times. Good times will just get you through a day. Tell me that's not good. It almost sounds like a little like Hill Street Blues at first, and then it goes into this. Oh, come on. You're feeling it. Windows of the car rolled down. You're picking up speed. Sing it with me, everybody. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. William Cat is an American treasure. All right, shut it off. Yeah, both theme songs do it for me. Both the... Please, if I get if I start getting into Barney Miller or Taxi, Taxi works in almost every situation. By the way, as a theme song, oh my God, right? Yeah, the the flute has not been used so well since Jethro Tull. Absolutely sensational is the theme to Taxi. Just that 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 is perfect driving down the road music too. Right? When you want to be a little, like, uh, wistful and, and reminiscent, that's what it's there for. Now, this, this getting a pass from Chris Cuomo is, is an issue, as I see it. Because this is the kind of thing that wouldn't get a pass in any other place. Let me give you an example of something that's getting a pass that wouldn't and shouldn't get a pass in any other place. There is a story that Susan Rice, who was with the Obama team and now with uh, the Biden team, because, well, that's, that's the whole team, right? 
It's just a redo of of what was there. She has taken to taking sage and smudging it around her office. Do you know what smudging is? It's like smudging is like when you try to get rid of the bad spirits. So she has burned sage in her office to get rid of the bad spirits because that office used to be used by Stephen Miller. Do you know how criminally insane you have to be to do such a thing? Do you know how weird, like, tarot card reading you have to be? I don't want to get angry. I don't want to make the tarot card people angry. I'm just saying, if could, could I use voodoo? What expression is allowable these days? Another good theme song, by the way. Theme songs are basically my emojis. What rational person does this? And we're like, oh, yeah, that's normal. Now, I really don't actually have an issue with her doing it. I'm just noting that it's kind of messed up. Because it's kind of messed up. Then there is the whole concept of Blue Anon, which I am only angry I had not come up with. This is absolute genius. Blue Anon is QAnon for the political left. And what Blue Anon is, is a recap of all the conspiracy theories that the political left has thrown our way over the last four years. Right? You're going to you're gonna tell me that I, as, as a conservative, am only following the, the edicts of QAnon, which I've never read a post from, and I'm not a guy down with conspiracy theories. But you want to talk conspiracy theories? Let's, let's do that. Let's talk the conspiracy theory that detention centers are concentration camps. Let's talk about the conspiracy theory that Trump is a Russian asset. Brett Kavanaugh, gang rapist. Melania Trump has a body double. All the the what? These are the this is what they said. These were the things that the people on the left said. They're all conspiracy theories. It's all nuts. Remember the pictures of the U, the UPS the United States Postal Service trucks and how they weren't collecting the mail? All of that's blue and on. The Steele dossier. The people who believe that the P tape is real, like producer Ari. All blue that and thing on. is real. You stop it. You just I, want it, to be, real, it to be real, you psychopath. All of this. This is put together by a guy by the name of Max Nordau, N-O-R-D-A-U, Max Nordau on Twitter. Super, super smart stuff. If you believe that Brian Kemp legally won the election in Georgia, well, you're a racist and a bigot. But if you refuse to admit it, and you think that Stacey Abrams actually won, that's blue on. Right? It's fantastic. It's brilliant. And I'm, th- I'm going to start using it again and again and again. Because if we want to talk about people being crazy, let's talk about people being crazy. 
Because there are people out there who are out of their heads. You're smudging the office, Susan Rice. You're trying too hard. And Chris Cuomo is black on the inside. Would have gotten anyone at Fox or Newsmax fired. It would get me fired. So why shouldn't I ask why it doesn't get him fired? Why it doesn't get him in trouble? Why does he skate and get to move on and get a pass from Don? He's a racist. He's a racist. She's a racist. They're a racist. You're a racist too, Lemon. Now, you want to talk about one of the great, great mysteries of the world. The double standard between the right and the left. Okay. That's creepy. That is a conspiracy theory, right? If the right says it, it's evil. If the left says it, what? I didn't even notice anything. Who said what? Was he talking? Was she talking? I don't even know. I wasn't even there. Don't forget that. Chris Cuomo said something that was dumb. I mean, dumb. And if you said it, you'd be fired. And people should ask why. The thing that gets me about it that we like the same television shows. That just, that just makes me sad. I'm Tony Katz. Greta Thunberg going after Joe Biden is something special, but hold on a second. Leave that up, producer Ari. The theme from Taxi literally has something for everybody. Like, can I leave it up for like 20 seconds? Just let it play? Make you feel better. It's so good. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, an absolute pleasure. Oh, yeah, Greta Thunberg is angry. Greta Thunberg, smash. Uh, This is the child who's no longer a child. She's 18 now. So say what you will. I mean, you can use taste and decorum. But say what you will. She's upset that Joe Biden isn't doing enough on climate change. Tweet, something you don't normally do, you said, get involved in party politics, but you made an exception. In your view, how has Joe Biden done on climate issues in his first 50 days in office? What grade would you give him? Well, um, you shouldn't take that from me. I'm just a, just a teenager, so I, I'm not, I don't have the mandate to, to sort of give grades like that. Uh, my opinions on this doesn't matter. You should rather look at the science and whether his policies are in line with the Paris agreements and to stay below two, 1.5 or even 2 degrees Celsius. And then you can clearly see that, no, it's not nearly enough in line with the science. And that's not me saying that's just black and white looking at the facts i don't know how much longer she's going to be able to play this uh oh i'm just a kid and i'm just i just want everybody to care so much i'd be curious to see uh, the kind of money that it has gotten her
Now, we should be clear about what I'm saying. I am not making an argument that she doesn't care about the environment. I'm making an argument that her philosophy on how to care for the environment is fundamentally flawed. I am also making the argument that she was abused as a child by adults who wanted to use her to move their radical agenda. I have uh, I, I feel sorry for a child who is that angry all of the time. At least what they show publicly, oh, if you go behind the scenes, she, I'm sure she, she's smiling, right? If you take a watch at a documentary, oh, plenty of smiles. Uh, I only hope she's got a life outside of cameras. But I didn't listen to her as a, as a 16-year-old, and I'm not listening to her now. The argument of listen to the science is one that is extremely important. Science, however, does not mean that we should slow down society to a halt and harm ourselves for a goal of potentially protecting Mother Gaia when it's unnecessary. I don't think you should chop down all the trees and not replant trees. I don't think you should burn tires in the middle of the road. I think both of those things are just really bad ideas. That you would would chop down all the trees and not replant them. That you would burn tires in the middle of the road. But people like Greta Thunberg push the same childlike concepts as Representative Ocasio-Cortez with the Green New Deal. Why do you hate Midwest children so much? They're the ones who suffer. The children of farmers and the children of ranchers are the ones who are going to suffer. Why do you hate them? And why in the world would I listen to someone who doesn't believe in our own growth? But I'd really like to check her bank accounts. Yes, the nation, the world has to grow and we have to utilize our surroundings. We do come first. We are the top of the chain. We can do it in a smart way. We have to literally spend trillions and we have to subject ourselves to rules that don't allow for our growth. Nah, you can live that way. But people shouldn't live that way. See the difference? You can do what you want. Just can't apply it to me. Or us. I'm Tony Katz. So Roy Blunt is not seeking re-election. We're talking about the senator from Missouri. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, the phone number, feel free to call in, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I'm not too weirded out by this, right? He's 71 years old. He's never going to run for president. And that's that. You've got Richard Burr of North Carolina retiring, Rob Portman of Ohio, Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, and Ron Johnson of Wisconsin saying they will retire in 2022. And then, of course, Richard Shelby out of Alabama. Now, with Ron Johnson, I thought he was going to retire after his first six years. Like, he's the reluctant senator. He never actually wanted the thing. He's got money. He doesn't need any of this crazy. He doesn't need any of this madness at all. But some of the other guys, I I get it. You don't want it anymore. You don't want to be a part of it anymore. As for Portman and and Toomey, maybe they they see other opportunities. Richard Burr, 
Maybe he knows he can't get reelected in North Carolina. Maybe he knows he's just lucky not to uh, <laughs> not to have been thrown out already. But this isn't the the big story. The big story is this well is this rumor that's out there. The rumor mill is that Mitch McConnell is looking for the door. Now, how does this all play out? Let me let me try and explain. Newsmax has the story. And what they're saying is, is that Kentucky has been having reporting that the, what we'll call the state legislature, I was going to say the General Assembly, but it's Kentucky, state legislature in Kentucky, was looking to change how you fill a vacancy in the U.S. Senate, as opposed to the governor being able to pick somebody, the governor in Kentucky is a Democrat, Andy Bashir. Instead, they want to change the rules, change the law, and say the governor can pick from three people that the outgoing party suggests. The outgoing party would be the Republican Party, so they will be able to submit to the governor, here's three names, pick one. Now, does this mean that they could pick somebody who's already in office and therefore he could replace somebody else? I don't know. I think the whole thing is a bit odd myself. You knew this when you ran him again that he was 79 years old. Why didn't you run somebody who was 48? This is weird. Needed the seat. You could you could have run another Republican and you could have fought for the victory. Risky, risky. It's all risky, risky. But this is the kind of thing that always makes me go, Ugh. Now, the other side of it is there are no rules, right? This is the way it's been done where, you know, a senator resigns and the, and the governor gets to select the replacement. Well, that's certainly the way it should be if senators were assigned as they're supposed to be by the states. There's not supposed to be a direct election for senators. The direct election of senators is a terrible idea. Senators are supposed to represent the interests of the states while dealing with the work of the nation, and they're not supposed to be subject to the whims of the voters. That comes from those people in the state legislature who are subject to the whims of the voters. Your representative is elected by the people in the locality. That's the way it's supposed to work. I'm in favor of that. I think it's a better system. So there's no rule that says you can't change the rules about how you replace a senator. I think it's the idea from the outgoing party, and this uh, okay. You're just trying to make sure you don't have uh, uh, McGrath in there as a senator who's run against uh, McConnell, I think, twice, or she's run for Senate twice and lost. Lost in a big, big way. But Mitch McConnell stepping down, 79, there, there are health issues. I guess it's possible. I absolutely guess that it's possible. Now, I was gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move some things around. Because I really do want to get into this LeBron James story. 
LeBron James, right? When, when's the All-Star game, producer Ari? <laughs> it was last night. Was it last night? I missed it. Ah, oh, son of a gun. Son of a gun. I can't believe I missed it. LeBron is all about voting rights now. He's very woke. And he's all about voting rights and talking about the problems that we're having in in voting in in America and and really and truly how there's voter suppression going on. Lots of voter suppression going on. Voter ID is not voter suppression. We should be clear about such a thing. Voter ID is not voter suppression. But LeBron is all about all about dealing with with the, with the real issues going on out there. And over at CNN, they're talking about his plans and what he was doing, his political message for the All-Star game. Yet another passion project, right, for LeBron James, one of the most recognized sports figures in the world, but he's on a mission off the court yet again. His more-than-a-vote initiative now focusing on the wave of Republican-backed legislation aimed at restricting voter access. LeBron's new campaign called Protect Our Power will air during the All-Star Game in Atlanta tomorrow. It draws attention to the Republican-led legislature here in Georgia that passed House Bill 531. Supporters say it would help prevent voter fraud. Critics say it would make make it even more difficult to vote. So NBA Commissioner Adam Silver told CNN that he is proud of LeBron and the other players who are getting involved and taking a stand for change that they believe in. But not about Hong Kongers. The problem with LeBron James taking a stand is not that he wants to take a stand or not that he has a political opinion, not that I agree or disagree with his political opinion. It's that LeBron James is guilty of the thing he likes to say about other people. He's really uneducated. Right? That's the term we use, isn't it? Uneducated, which I must say I feel a, a, a bit reluctant to use, if only because uh, I, uh, I find it a despicable and, and, and wholly offensive term. When you tell somebody they're uneducated, you need to get educated about this. You're making the argument of, I don't want to talk to you, so therefore I decide you don't know enough about it, so I never have to question what I know about it. He did this multiple times when talking about Hong Kongers, when talking about Daryl Morey, the then general manager of the Houston Rockets, when he said, I stand with Hong Kong. Oh, did that create a problem for the NBA because they make so much money from China? And LeBron James wasn't willing to stand up for Hong Kongers. He wasn't willing to say, you know what? I'll go without your money. You've got to stop. You've got to stop killing these people. You've got to stop threatening these people. You have to stop destroying their ability to be free. That's what you have to do, China. He wasn't willing to do that. Hmm. I think Daryl Morey was was uneducated on the subject. The guy from MIT, Daryl Morey? I think he was educated on the subject. I think he got cowed into submission. And I think you, LeBron, are a coward. Yeah, you're protecting your dollar. I get it. I get it. You're protecting your dollar. When you don't even believe in voter ID, what are you protecting at that moment? Is LeBron James, is he making the argument? LeBron, are you making the argument that voter ID is racist? Show me how. I can't wait to hear it. I want you to tell all the basketball fans that are out there who are black how they're incapable of getting an ID. I'll wait. No, you you said it was a Republican voter suppression, right? That's what the article's all about. That's what uh, they're talking about there from Bleacher Report on CNN. All about voter suppression. So so what what is it? That, that you're saying, where's the suppression? 
an ID? An ID is voter suppression? Go on, explain it. But, oh, no, no, not to me. Not to me. I want you to, to explain it to, what is the term that's at people of color? Why they're incapable of getting an ID. Because that's what you're saying. You're saying that they shouldn't even be asked. And man, that's creepy. The, the level of uneducated you have to be to think that is an affront to ask for an ID. I, you need an ID when you get Sudafed. Well, if you don't have an ID, someone can make drugs out of Sudafed. I say to you, people could do more damage with the vote. You need an ID to purchase a firearm. I say to you, people could do more damage with the vote. No one ever questions whether or not you need an ID to buy a firearm. No one ever questions whether you need an ID to buy Sudafed. No ID to vote, and if you do so, well, that's just voter suppression and bigotry. Man, that's uneducated. And it does, it makes me feel all sorts of gross utilizing the term, but I'm just trying to speak in a way that LeBron is gonna, gonna you know, understand what I'm saying. I'm trying to connect with LeBron. And this is only one of, of, of many stories of, of insanity. Pepe Le Pew, Space Jam 2, and Coming to America. Oh my. What a tangled web we are weaving. I'm Tony Katz. So Pepe Le Pew is a rapist. I think I've got that right. I will admit the cartoon of the skunk that's trying to get it on with the cat. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's forward and he's grabby. Yeah, that was the character for sure. And the character always got, you know, told no. I thought that was the whole point. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Well, uh, it was Charles Blow writing over the New York Times talking about uh, Pepe Le Pew and why isn't this character canceled? Because I forget who the other character, Dr. Seuss was getting canceled. Well, the next thing you know, over at Space Jam 2, Electric Boogaloo, uh, full disclosure, I never watched Space Jam 1. Eh. I, oh, please. I had no interest. No, Zero I'm saying interest. you don't need to see it. It's fine. Well, they are taking Pepe Le Pew out of Space Jam 2. Because, well, unacceptable. Meanwhile, they took uh, the character, was it Lola? Lola Bunny. Right? The hot bunny. Right? All the curves. The hot bunny. And they're like, hmm, that's too sexist. So now, uh, Lola looks like one of the guys. I mean, she's. I wouldn't describe it as that. Well, doesn't look like the bunny of old. How would you describe Lola Bunny now? Proportional. Very dressed down, right? Uh, trying to deaccentuate a classic feminine shape. Sure, is what they're going with, right? That's what they're doing in a cartoon. I just want. I just want to explain what's going on. This is happening as we speak. This is what's going on. This is where the cancel culture is. And you should just be aware of it. Which brings us to a movie coming to America too. That people are going to have to answer whether or not they are interested in this film. 
because if you if you ask people about this movie, this movie is a is a remake of a classic, black cast, super exciting, right? You know what the premise to Coming to America 2 is that you can find it on Amazon. I haven't seen it yet. The premise is that uh, Eddie Murphy's character, uh, the King of Zamunda, uh, he, he has a son that he had out of wedlock. <gasps> That's not the story. That's not in any way problematic. What's wrong with you? No. The story is, is that he had the son out of wedlock and he didn't know it. Well, how did he not know it? Well, he met this woman and he had a, a relationship with her that lasted less than a night. Okay, it was a one-night stand. Well, it wasn't a one-night stand because the character played by Leslie Jones drugged the Eddie Murphy character and then had sex with him. What we would call in the business date rape. The premise of coming to America 2 is date rape. You figure it out, Amazon. I am out. I will let Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall figure it out. The last I heard from Arsenio Hall, he was discussing how in coming to America, the the uh, studio made them add a white actor. We had to have a white person, so they added Louis Anderson. That that's the last, I, was, I read that last week. I was like, oh. Okay, I don't think you should be forced to add actors of any kind, personally. But dear Lord, you've got a you've got a movie based on date rape. I'm curious how Amazon sees that now. I wonder if that's still up in my selections. If I can go check that out myself. Now, um, the last night was dominated, and your social media feeds are dominated right now. Uh, by the interview that Oprah Winfrey did with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. I have no commentary to the interview. I, I did not watch it. I caught bits and pieces. Here's the, the, what, the, what the common uh, wisdom reaction is. Uh, she, uh, she's pathetic, and they're sad. Right? They, if they thought this interview was going to make them look good and explain their situation, uh, they look bitter and selfish and all sorts of things. That that's exactly how they look, and I caught a little bit here and there. I'm like, I am I am unimpressed with this couple. What is she lying about? What is she telling the truth about? I'm convinced that she's lying about just about everything. One man's theory: uh, the, the family didn't like the fact that there might be a black baby. Um, ow, ow, please. But she mentioned that being a part of the royal family made her suicidal, and any time that comes up, it. I, I have no comment to it. I don't know how she felt. I'm not going to put forth how she felt, right? I just know what that feeling is like from my own personal experience. I've talked about it before. I have no problem with it. You, there is 1-800-273-8255. is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And anytime it comes up in something like this, I think it's important just to just to give it a once-over real quick. It's important because, you know, sometimes it's utilized in these kinds of um, interviews and it, it, it's almost like a kind of like a throwaway or it's just said right it, it's someone meaning it for shock value someone could be questioning and someone could be like I feel that way and I just always think it's important I never made that phone call but you should not be afraid to make that phone call 1-800-273-8255 that is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline that, honestly the only thing I took from her interview that I'm like I wanted to make sure I talked about everything else Go live your lives.
please don't get in my way and don't make me watch your Netflix garbage. That's all I could ever ask for. This is Tony Katz today.